Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. Before we get started, I need to get technical for a moment. We recently switched to a new vendor to host this podcast. You might have noticed this if a couple of episodes you already listened to were downloaded again onto your podcast apps. We're sorry for the inconvenience and want you to know it shouldn't happen again. As always, thanks for listening, and now on to the business of talking about the opening of Chiefs Camp. We're going to chat with Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor and columnist Vahe Gregorian and later hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes. But before we do, let's listen to how Chiefs coach Andy Reid opened his news conference by meeting head-on the two topics that he knew would be of the greatest interest. Uh, let's talk about Tyreek. Uh, I know that's a that's a hot topic, so I... I the, the law enforcement side of it, uh, there have been statements made on that. Uh, there's been statements made by the Chiefs. There have been statements made by uh, Tyreek. And, um, and with all those, we, we've, obviously we were comfortable with Tyreek coming back here and, and, uh, and by the National Football League, statements by the National Football League. So we, we're comfortable with Tyreek coming back here. Look forward to bringing him back here and having an opportunity to uh, get back doing what what he loves to do. Um, he has some obligations that he'll he'll take care of uh, uh, as he goes, and I'm not going to get into all that. I'm I'm, I'm going to kind of end it after after this here. But uh, we've all, and particularly you folks here, you've all read all the statements, and uh, as we have, and, um, and we have the t- uh, trust in Tyreek, and that we're going to go forward in a positive way here. Um, and then Chris Jones, I understand again. Ted's given me the hot topics here. So Chris Jones um, would be the other uh, topic uh, of interest, I'm sure. Chris, um, uh, we'll, we'll know more. Our people have talked with with, with Chris's people, and uh, there's been communication there. And, and so we'll just see whether he's here or, or not here. I mean, we obviously want him here, and I, I think he probably wants to be here too. But we'll see how all of that all of that works out. With Chris, is it a big deal if he's not here starting out camp? Well, I've, I've said this before that, uh, you know, you, you miss days, you miss days. So, and this is a unique situation in that we've had a change of defense and so on. So it's it's probably beneficial to be here. What have your conversations <clears throat> been like with Tyreek since the NFL ruling came out on Friday? Yeah, so I've had a chance to talk to him. I've uh, on the phone, in person, uh, spent quite a bit of time with him, actually. And... Um, uh, you know, he's remorseful that he's had to go put all of us through what we went through and he had to go through. I mean, I feel, you know, that's a sensitive situation and um, he wants to get back and he wants to uh, do what he needs to do to be a father and 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 uh, and, to, and to be a player here. So that was Andy Reid uh, in his opening press conference here, uh, Brooke Pryor. What did you make of that? Didn't, uh, unprompted, mm-hmm. did not take a question, just, uh, of course, you took questions after this, uh, as, as you heard, because <laughs> you, you, you asked him one, uh, a couple, but one on tape there. And um, I was just kind of impressed with the way that he decided to address the, the topics that he knew would be the, the, the of, of the most interest, Tyreek Hill and, and Chris Jones. How do you think he did? Yeah, you know, I I give Andy Reid a lot of credit for starting out with the two major storylines of the Chiefs in the offseason. It was a lot easier for us as journalists to then go into it um, afterward because with Patrick Mahomes, 
it took, I think we talked to him for six minutes before we, before someone brought up Tyreek Hill. Um, and, and, that's, and we'll hear from, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes here in a little bit. Right, exactly. Um, but I, I think, yeah, with, in some situations we would have had to figure out how to go into it, how to ease into that conversation, but credit to Andy Reid for addressing it right out of the gate. Um, it reminded me a lot of what he did in Frank Clark's press conference when he said, you know, this is Frank Clark's day. We're not going to talk about Tyreek. He just kind of got the news over with quickly. And then we were able to segue and move past it. In this case, we were able to ask some follow-up questions um, based on what he said in the beginning. So huge, you know, I, I thought that that was a good way to handle it. I thought what he said was good. Hey, we've all heard the statements, read the statements, seen the statements. Um, And with Chris Jones, I was surprised that he even said that our sides have talked. Knowing Andy Reid and the way that he addresses those conversations, he usually says, I'm only going to talk about guys that are here, or if you're not here, you're not going to get better. And he did say that later on, but he he addressed it right off the top and gave us a little bit more depth uh, than I think we're used to from him on contract situations. I think that was a veteran coach move is what we saw today. Just uh, a coach who read his audience well. Rookie report, veteran coach. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, let's go back to Tyreek Hill for a second. Maybe maybe part of Andy's um, you know reasoning was inspired by the misspeak that he had uh, back during the Frank Clark mm-hmm. press conference where he, he was the one who who said that the erroneously as mm-hmm. we now know that the, um, the that they had reopened the, the case against Tyreek Hill um, and then at the end of training camp uh, not training camp mini but, camp. but mini yeah. camp you know didn't you know didn't add much to you know it said I remember him saying something about he put his foot in his mouth so we shouldn't right shouldn't, exactly shouldn't so we shouldn't anything. talk anymore so I think in this case um, he he was not only, um, you know, open to the thought of, you know, talking about Tyreek, but also, as you said, took questions about it. I got the feeling, though, he the, the, the case is fairly closed for him. I think I think he said at some point during the interview today that the, this was that today was he was going to talk about right. it. And and uh, and there wouldn't be. I think what's left for for the Chiefs, for Chiefs fans, and for those who cover the Chiefs, is just to talk to Tyreek Hill. And the the today was the rookie reporting day. Rookies and quarterbacks reported today. The veterans report Friday. First full practice is Saturday. That's the first one that's open to the to the public. Mm-hmm. A, a three thirty practice. So maybe maybe Tyreek Hill will talk Saturday. My my guess is Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I get the sense that it's going to be early in camp, which is again the right move for the Chiefs to do. Kind of like. With Andy Reid here, just kind of you know rip that Band-Aid off, yep. um, get it over with, let that conversation be had, and then move on to the rest of camp. Because this isn't something that the Chiefs want to be the discussion throughout camp that they want to drag out. I don't think we want to continue to talk about it throughout camp. We've talked about it all summer. We've covered it all summer. Um, it's time to talk about Nick Allegretti and his coin collection and the <laughs> battle for backup center. Uh, I've been <laughs> I've said frequently I can't wait to to write and talk about that. And now that time is almost here. Um, and so today I think was one of the last remnants of of that conversation. Okay, and then switching gears quickly to Chris Jones. Um, we have seen Andy Reid in the past uh, be angered by. The, the the topic of players who aren't here. Mm-hmm. Um, Vahe, of course, was uh, you. I don't think Brooke, you were here when when Andy was uh, when he overheated at, at uh, OTAs one day talking about players who weren't here. But uh, I use the word. Go ahead. 
pummeled. <laughs> That's right. Pummel. He was pummeling me. He was tired of getting pummeled uh, by questions about players that weren't here. That I were... would never want to pummel Andy Reid. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. So whether verbally or physically. Andy kind of, I don't know if you guys already talked about this, but he kind of pummeled Matt, Matt there. He did, and we hadn't talked about it, and that was the best <laughs> moment of the whole uh, rookie report day. He's That's how fired up he is. He was ready to go one-on-one with Matt Derrick of Cheese Digest. And playfully. Playfully. Should, should he, he didn't actually punch anybody, uh, but it was it was hilarious. Please, please go to social media, the social media um, uh, of your choice to find the clip <laughs> of Andy Reid. Go to Derek, uh, um, Matt Derrick, I'm sorry, Matt Derrick's Twitter feed, and Matt posted because Matt's got the video up, and he's and there's Andy coming right at him. So it was, it was the it was the, the amusing moment in at uh, uh, the opening press conference today. Vahe, we were talking earlier just about how interesting we thought it was that Andy Reid unprompted addressed the Tyree Kill situation, and I know that's something that you're going to address in a, in a column. Yeah, and it, and it was interesting, and I and part of what really struck me. Was there's a lot in the air here, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're as you guys may have talked about earlier, but but you know the Chiefs are coming off their their closest moment to reaching the Super Bowl in 50 years. They've got the reigning NFL MVP. They've got this entire radical makeover of the defense. But the first thing Andy wanted to address was Tyree Kill, and in a way, we we're sort of you look at this. Maybe it's a low bar, right? You got to address it. He's going to be asked about it. Right. But I, I still I, I thought it was appropriate that he did that. And I think not just appropriate that he spoke to it, but that it, in my head anyway, it framed the, the place this occupies in this whole, this whole thing, which is a big place, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just a great player. It's a complicated situation. And um, kind of integrating him back into this. And how are we going to look at this? And uh, so that's a little bit of what I wrote and tried to put together and just just trying to think in terms of what are we supposed to hope for now and I found myself I don't, did you want me to elaborate on this yeah now? Okay, because yeah. we the, the, it's you're not standing the, on a soapbox please yeah. don't step and, and it's yet. not the first time you've asked right. yourself this question no it's and, not. or, or you. that you yeah. that you've posed this question to yeah. others and I, I think it's an important question and uh, and I think it, it kind of gets to the heart of the matter of, of, mm-hmm. the, of the fandom here well what I found as I kept typing was and and you get into your little silos as you write sometimes right but, but my thought was you know, isn't there something we all disagree on so many aspects of the Tyree Kill thing, and I, I think some quite legitimate disagreements, some that are you know radical fringe, but but there's there's some gray ground, absolutely right, mm-hmm. in, in how to look at this. So what are where we go from here? I think is a possibility of a reasonably unified way to look at it, which is what's what's the downside to to wanting to see this guy succeed from here? I do believe his this might be a little unfair, but I do believe his success in life and his success in football are in some way entwined, coming from the background he does. Certainly his ability to provide for his children. I think that's one of the biggest is, things to think about. I think, about, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it's maybe burying the lead, although I think I wrote it the other way around. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, I, I think that's there. So who among us thinks that, that we shouldn't want that, right? And, and, and who would be so cynical as to want to validate their concerns? Right, that that, and that's that's a bit of how we felt in 2016, or at least how I did. I think general ways we discussed it. As you broke it down to brass tacks, I think the way I wrote it then was, I wish the Chiefs hadn't drafted him, but they did. So now what? Right. Now, in a way, that's cutting the 
the Chiefs some slack, I think. It's kind of say, well, they've chosen to do this, so we have to accept it. I mean, there's different ways to look at that. But um, I'm trying to see their side of it, too. And, and, and you know, there, there's just, just a whole whole funny matrix uh, of ways to look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, what, what we all want and maybe should want is best possible outcome you know, yeah. For, yeah. For, for everyone concerned, really, yeah. uh, just the best possible outcome. And, I, and by that, I don't mean, you know, the Chiefs, because Tyreek Hill's back, go 14-2 and two and right. reach the Super Bowl. Right. Right. I, that, I don't mean that. I just mean— The life outcome. Healthy, right. Yeah. Healthy relationships. Yeah. You know, father-son, you know, whatever relationship yeah. Tyreek's going to have with uh, Crystal Espinall. Just, yeah. just best possible outcomes there. So, hey, we're going to take a short break to tell you about a new podcast from McClatchy Studios and the Miami Herald about Florida race car driver Randy Lanier's double life as a drug kingpin. Give it a listen. The state of mind that racing would put me in was sort of a I put my own team together and ended up going to Indianapolis 500. It will be quite a feather in Randy Lanier's cap. He is named Rookie of the Year. I had plenty of sponsorship coming right from Columbia. <laughs> By the early 80s, a river of pot was flowing from Columbia to the United States. And it came in by the barge load, thanks to a drug kingpin who was hiding in plain sight. I missed a race because I was bringing a load in. It was 135,000 pounds. How much was that worth? 44 million bucks. I'm Amy Driscoll. (laughs) And I'm Alex Harris. This summer, the Miami Herald and McClatchy Studios take you inside the story of Randy Lanier. (laughs) The most exciting race I've ever seen. A tale of weed. There was two guys always there. That was the FBI. Speed. Randy Lanier against the wall. And the road ahead. Everybody changes. Everything changes. Smoked. Coming July 16th on Apple Podcasts and MiamiHerald.com slash smoked. We're back on Sports Beat KC with Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor and columnist Vahe Gregorian. Patrick Mahomes also addressed the media outside the players' dorm at Missouri Western State University today, and it's always fun to hear from Mahomes. Let's let's give it a listen. Yeah, I mean he's obviously a great football player, and and more than that, I mean he, he's a he's one of, a good friend of mine and someone that I, I work with uh, a lot. So I'm excited to have him back uh, out here with us and working and building that chemistry even more. Yeah, I, I got to throw with him, and uh, I mean he's in a, uh, an excited mindset. I guess you say he's ready to get out here and, and be be a part of the guys and get to en- enjoy this. Like I said, it's a, it's a brotherhood, and we're excited that we can go out there and just build with each other and get better together. Well, how did you guys stay in touch with him as this went went on after you guys broke? Yeah, I mean, you, you always you always stay in touch with with your uh, with your teammates, with guys that you've built relationships with, and so we stayed in touch with him uh, as much as uh, much as possible, uh, as well as letting that stuff handle it, handle itself. And uh, it was it was uh, uh, good to welcome him back now and to be a part of the part of the team and can build uh, uh, the team that we want to build. That's a game changer. Patrick, one more question, Patrick. Um, so how, how do you feel? What's your expectations of this season? Like, you know, um, being the MVP coming off a, a phenomenal season, like, how do you prepare yourself to, you know, come back to, like, you know, another season and try to cap off what you did last year? <laughs> I mean, it's obviously a great question. I can barely see your face with that chain on. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, we had a great season this last season. Uh, we've added some, some young components to the team, and we're going to try to keep building and uh, progress more and more as an offense and as an entire team. How different was this offseason from the ones that you've had in the past? 
Yeah, I mean, I had, I had more obligations, of course, but I got to enjoy it. I think that was the biggest thing is I got to do a lot of things that I, I dreamed about doing, uh, aligning myself with a lot of great partners and traveling to places and to games that I, I've always watched on TV. And so it, it was really cool to kind of absorb all that stuff, we get to do it with a lot of, of teammates and friends and uh, be a part of that. But now I'm glad I'm glad now to be in St. Joe's playing football and focusing on football all the time, all day long. Uh, you have to learn how to say no. I mean, I think that was the, the biggest difference is that you have to learn that, that you can't do everything. You can't do everything that everyone wants you to do. You have to make sure that you, you give the, the right amount of time for football and for making yourself better and getting your body in the best shape possible. But then whenever you can enjoy time uh, away from football and doing these other things, you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, we did our body the, the body fat testing already today, and I was I was down more than I was last year about what I was at the, when I was at the best shape possible last year. So I'm excited for that, and I'm going to try to keep my weight down and, and at the same time have that muscle to be able to sustain a, a full season. All right, we're back with Brooke Pryor and Vahe Gregorian. And, and one, one clip we did not hear from Patrick Mahomes was when he was asked about riding the horse in the water. Where was that? When, when did that happen? Uh, he was in Turks and Caicos. Uh, it was funny. He and he was with a big group of Chiefs players and former Chiefs players. Chris Conley and his wife were there. Um, it was Demarcus Robinson and his girlfriend and uh, Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend and Dieter and his wife, along with Mahomes and his girlfriend, uh, all went to Turks and Caicos. And Brittany... Patrick's girlfriend apparently arranged a horseback ride for the group and the people running the horseback ride were I think Texas Tech grads he said yeah um, <laughs> and there's a video she posted I believe it was on her Instagram story of Patrick and the whole crew riding horses through the ocean. Um, but in my if, mind, he's like throwing a football while he's riding. But he I probably I could. I, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. There was a video of him throwing to his receivers oh. out of the in the water. Yes, they were running on the cool. sand. Yeah, it was really cool. They were all running like five yard outs out of the water up into the sand. And I was trying to think. Football like, never does, stops. Does this actually help? But it, it probably doesn't hurt. I mean, it helps for social media branding more than anything. But that was my favorite question asked today. Was that one? And then also, uh, whoever asked Andy Reid if he did anything exotic this summer, and I think he said he ate some chili rellenos, and that was <laughs> that was his exotic summer. Uh, but yeah, no, Patrick Mahomes did, and he said it was the first time he has ridden a horse since he was eight years old. Yeah. Which, <laughs> all right, it's it, you know, isn't Patrick kind of endlessly interesting I, for a guy who's not that, um, you know. Yeah animated really right but he's, he's not kinda, gonna be a quote machine but he yeah. just reveals little bits and pieces he, he drops breadcrumbs he, he here does. and there he does so yeah. expect a deep dive on patrick mahomes first horseback riding experience when he was eight years old uh, soon i'm sure uh, somebody's gonna do that well and i why think not us right <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I do believe all of Kansas City TV is scrambling for social media video of uh, of Patrick Mahomes at the beach. So stay tuned for for that. <laughs> Brooke, you you had in the, uh, in the in the Sunday print editions of the Star and online over the weekend the sort of the the concerns, if if that's the right word, questions. I guess is more Pressing accurate. Questions. Pressing questions for the Chiefs coming into training camp. Did you struggle to come up with? A half dozen or so, or no, they, they, there are questions. You I mean, know, are, I think for a team that a lot of people think is a primary Super Bowl contender, every team has questions. Right, the Patriots have questions. Everybody exactly. Has questions, well, so. so the first two were fairly obvious. Your middle two, the, I think I wrote them in a different order, and then I ended up publishing them. But when will Chris Jones make his camp debut? 
that's a pretty pressing question. I don't think it's going to be on Friday. I don't think it's going to be on Saturday. It may not be till next week. It'll definitely be before August sixth, um, so we can get the season accrued to Can a free agency. Can I ask you a quick agency. question? By all means. My story's in the in the till right now. Yeah. I, I, the term I used was looming pos, looming holdout. Does that sound yeah right way to put it? I mean, it's looming. It's mm-hmm. not officially a holdout yet. Right. Right. We're days so, away okay. from a holdout. Okay. An expected holdout. Okay. Um, I just we'll, want to take people behind the scenes. Yeah. August August sixth is the critical. That's the, day yeah. for, for him. I mean, for, for, more so for him than the Chiefs because right. that's the day he basically essentially loses a year of free yeah. agency. Yeah. Right. Um, the next one will Tyreek Hill pick up where he left off? That was. And we and we talked to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid about that as well. And look, um, the answer seemed to be, yeah, he's sure he will. Why? Yeah. How, how could he not? And we know he was working out with yes. with the Mahomes with, with and the Mahomes and Dieter. Yeah. Yep. Um, how will Patrick Mahomes' upgraded physique help him in training camp? Which uh, he talked about it today. His best shape he could best, possibly be in. Yep. It was. Yeah. I think it matches where he was when he left camp last year, and that's what he said has been the best shape. And I believe he said that his goal. Uh, in an interview with Therese, said that his goal is to be into single digits body fat, which... He said only that it was lower, but he didn't say that he got single digits. No, not yet. Not yet. You know, his body... His body really looks different. He and looks like a linebacker. He does. I mean, the, just the upper body in particular. It is. I, I. I hope this doesn't come off insulting of him, but but there are times you'd see him in the locker room last year. He thought maybe he's a little doughy, um, which is surprising. <laughs> at least, at least I. I thought. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. right. You know, it almost it, for, it, for who he is. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Relative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he wasn't Tano Passanio in the locker room. He, yeah. he wasn't a workout fiend, or at least a weight room That's, fiend right. sort right. of guy. But I. But you all. You all. I also wonder if that didn't serve him. Right, I think it's well. some protection. I mean, t- yeah. Right. I mean that uh, maybe you know, being muscular or, or being well defined would affect his some of his motions. Well, it, let me throw this in there. It's, maybe it's teasing to something a little later, but he referred to his strength coach Bobby Stroop today. Right. And I spent a couple hours with Bobby Stroop down in White White House slash Tyler. I'm not sure where the boundaries are down there. Um, about a week ago, and he is a fascinating guy. Very, you know, he's a strength coach, but also his performance coach, mm-hmm. and, and talked a lot about what they tried to work on. And part of the point here is obviously you can't lose any quickness or just sort of general, um, you know, flexibility and stuff. But that they know they're coming for Patrick in a different way now, mm-hmm. right? And that that muscling up is going to be important for his endurance. But check, um, he has muscled up. Can he, confirm today. Yeah, I mean, he he really looks good. Mm-hmm. He really looks good. Um, I think the one so. question that we didn't get that we didn't get to ask him today is why is the Christmas ornament of him throwing left-handed? I mean, he, he just completed one pass. I think he attempted a couple left-handed, yeah, but just that completed is, the one know, pass. Yeah, you know, I didn't even notice that that was a thing. It, it's kind of funny. It's like, so what do I have to do to get a right-handed ornament? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do a totally disrespected. Yeah. So disrespected, Patrick Mahomes. That, yeah, man, that guy, nobody respects him. <laughs> we'll say that's, that's a question for another day later yeah. in training camp All when right. the doldrums really hit. <laughs> We have no doldrums right now. We don't. We have all the questions. Day one is uh, is almost over, and um, and and we made it through the first day. Only a month to go here at uh, at Missouri Western <laughs> State University. Uh, Brooke Pryor will be here every day. Vahe Regorian will be here many days, and uh, and I'll probably hang out with Brooke as well. So Sam Ellinger may show up every now and then. Yeah, when he when he gets off his uh, month long vacation, we'll yeah. we'll probably see Sam up here. He'll be right right at the end of, of training camp. So. <laughs> 
Uh, Brooke and Vahe, thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Links to the stories we discussed can be found in the show notes on the Red Zone Extra app, facebook.com slash redzone, kansascity.com, and in the print editions of the Kansas City Star. Thanks to producers Kathy Liu and Leah Becerra for putting the show together. You've been listening to Sportsbeat KC, the sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star, and we'll be back soon to talk sports in Kansas City. Every single rep is important. You can't take any rep off because you don't know if that's going to be the rep that can get you to the Super Bowl in the end.